And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Welcome to a five-minute freak. At least five minutes. At least. You know how these five-minute freak goes. We are in a car heading to the movies. We're going to go see World War Z. And when I say we, it's me, Chris Honeywell. It's me, Chris Honeywell. And me, Scott McGregor. And we're on a car on Monroe Avenue. I am just currently... (laughs) I closed my backpack in the door. I'm currently... Packing my bag full of contraband. drinks, contraband, drinks and food that I'm going to uh, smuggle into the movie. Because damn the man in his high concession. Price. I can't afford it. I just can't afford it. Tickets are cheap at this theater. They're like five seventy-five for a matinee. But Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. What the drinks are the usual, you know, ten dollars per gallon of soda. Now, That's actually, how they a make their soda money. Cost you about twenty dollars. <laughs> Oh my god. 16 ounces of soda cost you $10. Well, that's the thing though, the bigger increments it goes, yeah. it just, it's still, it's, it just gets a little more expensive. So they trick you into about thinking, well, if it's, it's only $10 for a gallon and it's $7.50 for a quarter gallon, I might as well get that extra three quarters of a gallon to pound into my bladder while I have to sit in a movie. I never understood that. Uh, no, I've always refused the, uh, the upgrade. No, it's a bargain. <laughs> Anywho, World War Z, I'm actually pretty excited about seeing this, although, I mean, I've heard really horrible things about it and really good things about it recently. There have been some good reviews, but I actually just am glad because I actually have no dog in this fight at all. Like, yeah, me neither. Personal investment. I mean, I hear the book was awesome. I've also heard that this is nothing like the book at all except by the title book. if they did it like the book it would have to be like a Ken Burns documentary mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like an incredible concept the book you it's, know, it's a great concept it it's good the audio book is is really worth listening to because it's got Mark Hamill and Alan Alda oh, in it. nice. and yeah. it's it's just it's very nicely acted but it's kind of dry you know, it's just these personal accounts from people in different parts of the world. Right. And I think what they did, it sounds like what they're doing in this movie is, you know, Brad Pitt's going to bounce around the world trying to find, you know, the source of the contagion. Yeah. And, uh... Which is... But it sounded like a troubled production. It's been one of those things that's, like, re-edited, reshoots. Yeah, and literally they brought in, I think it was Lindelof, to uh, do some script writing on it, and they... Like reshot the whole third act, presumably, but um, from what I'm reading in reviews, it was it worked. So I've heard. Shot. I've that's the thing. All the bad stuff I heard was before anybody had even seen the movie. Yeah. And maybe it's uh, one of those low expectation things where nobody's really expecting much from it. It's um, kind of a spoiler-free, you know, straightforward plot movie. You know, it's. Right. zombie plague and we're either going to survive it or not and there's going to be lots of 
pretty explosions yeah. and, and zombie chases. It sounds like it's going to be a chase from one spot to another. A road movie with zombies chasing yeah, you with know, helicopters I and military. Me take my money. And uh, I hear it's not very gory. No, they it's, went PG-13, so... But, uh... That doesn't matter to me. That's not what I'm at a zombie movie for. And it's it sounds like it's technically not a zombie movie either. Where it's you know it's 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 not a brain eater. They, the zombies aren't cannibals. No. Uh, they definitely aren't shamblers. <laughs> no. And they seem to have some sort of thought process, even if it is sort of like an anthill one from the trailers. Yeah, which looks. I'm excited to see it. It could they be pull crazy. That off and, yeah. And it doesn't look too CGI. Oh my god, yeah, the scenes of people just, you know, human bodies tumbling into uh, machine gun fire Mm -hmm. was, yeah, definitely CGI'd. But it wasn't bad from the trailers, and uh, you gotta hope that they've improved a little, you know, things here or there in post-production since the trailers. The thing is, Brad Pitt is a good actor, and I often trust his, his judgment of movies... He, he picks, you know. He doesn't seem to be just like, I need some money. I'm going to do a movie. I think he might actually have some kind of producer credit on this. I think mean, he was, like, behind getting this going in some way. It sounds like he might have been behind um, getting it re-edited and re-diddled around, too, because <laughs> it sounded like... I, I seem to remember a story like he didn't want to be associated with it for a while or, or whatever. I just love that this... Theaters under ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't have high hopes actually for it box office wise. Maybe the reviews yeah. because they really haven't been marketing it to the zombie crowd. They haven't really even uttered the word zombie. I think once in any of the trailers, and even some of the trailers, you you wouldn't really know it's zombies until maybe you know the scene of the people piling up the wall, but. Well, I think the the thing about it is the book was huge. The book was a big bestseller and stuff. So I think they might be relying a lot. That's the thing is nowadays, you know, like the Harry Potter books. How 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 hard did you really have to? And for that matter, like Star Wars, George Lucas knew I don't really have to like. I can put trailers out. All I have to do is start a little buzz, and the internet's will do the rest for it. But Which, the general buzz surrounding this has been bad. bad. So, I mean, and, and especially for the book readers, that it's like, this is not the book. This is the, a yeah. different movie with the book's title. Well, I don't know, but after... But I, I listened to the book, you know, basically read the book, or, you know, I got all the information from the <laughs> book. And while a dry or literal um, adaptation of the book would have been an interesting experiment. I don't think it would have been very... The book wasn't very exciting. Right, right. It wasn't, it wasn't pulse-pounding entertainment. So this is same character, same universe, just he's in a different role, basically, more proactive and actually in the thick of things. Yeah. In the book, he was it's, a reporter. It's a story... It. Yeah, it's a story... I, I look at it as it's going to be a story pulled out of that particular universe. Does it have to have any? It's it almost would be a companion piece to the book. Yeah. And in that case, it's better because at least you're getting new material. So it's a, and there'll probably be, you know, sequences that were described in the book 
and stuff like that because there's pivotal battles and yeah. you know key moments and stuff like that so we'll probably see a few of those he's gonna basically I think he's gonna be a Forrest Gump and just sort of be at at all the all the key places yeah. where all the key shit happens I've read we get to see some really good disaster porn in uh, like Philadelphia Jerusalem yeah, yeah, I hear. I, I hear Jerusalem goes down. I seem to remember that from the the book. Like Jerusalem is very much like okay, we got everything under control, and then everything goes south. Yeah. If I re- remember right, I remember um, particularly from the book uh, the story from China being crazy. I, I believe the guy who was was. Um, narrating from China was like a rural doctor or something he was out in a rural area so they didn't really know it was hitting till all of a sudden it was and that was that was pretty cool so hopefully the the special effects money is well spent because that's pretty much my only expectation (laughs) in this movie so I don't expect to be disappointed by that yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping for a good propulsive thriller, basically, you know. And uh, you know, Brad Pitt will be. You know, Brad Pitt usually is good at making, even if he's a generic character, which it looks like he is gonna. He's yeah. gonna be the generic dad, you know. <coughs> and I guess all that stuff that they base the trailers on—that whole sequence with him having breakfast with his family and stuff—was stuff they added later. To try to humanize, you know, make you care about him and his family more, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. All right, we're turning into the mall, the plaza. Down a little further. Lovely Pittsburgh, New York. In Pittsburgh, New York, to our right is the legendary Pittsburgh Wegmans, which is sort of gotten the shine taken off it now that there's a new East Avenue Wegmans. If anybody cares. And we're going to this weird theater. I love it. It's cheap. It's owned by the same family, but it keeps changing. The same family's always working at it, but I think they keep changing whatever franchise they are. And it's always sort of the sad... It's it's always a different scheme when you're going in. Sometimes you pay at the door. Sometimes you pay at the concession stand. It's just sort of random how that is. And uh, there's always the same teenagers looking bored and grumpy and cheap admission price and loud sound system yeah so what you know and surprisingly unbusy for being in the middle of Pittsburgh never yeah in the middle of a, a suburb loaded with teenagers and people with money people with money well, and that's maybe it they're all out at lakes and stuff on boats it's something <laughs> yeah which we can't afford to do but so it's I'd summer man I'd be on a boat somewhere if I could we it's School has got to be over by now. Yeah. It's June twenty second, twenty third, something like that. They got to be free. All right, we're walking in with five minutes to spare. Perfect timing. And of course, there'll, there'll probably be forty eight minutes of previews ahead of that. But. Spoke too soon about this place not being too busy. Well, there's a lot of cars here, but there's a lot of stores here too, so we'll find out. 
They may all be going to see Superman too. Or, I mean, sorry, Man of Steel. No, right. They weren't there last weekend when we went to see it. <laughs> the next time you'll hear us, we will know what we think of the movie. Or we won't, but we'll have seen it. <laughs> Well, I screwed up, and I didn't push record when we got in the car after the movie, so we did a nice little ten-minute review on the way back from the movie. Which was really awesome, and now you guys will never hear it. You'll never hear it, so you'll just hear the second hashed-over yeah. one. Um, but you so, will get me avoiding idiots on the road. That's true. A good thing. So we're, we're back on Scotty's back porch now, just saw World War Z. I gotta say, it was... it. It turned out pretty much, I think, like our what we were expecting of it as we were coming in, and it pretty much played out that way too. Yeah, I think it was. It was a real zombie movie. I mean, they haven't really been plugging it like that, but it's you know, it's not. They want to eat your brain, zombies. It's it's zombies coupled with you know. Outbreak. Super disease outbreak yeah, in a yeah. movie. But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of the Andromeda strain in there, and I guess outbreak and what was the other one? Contagion, yeah, yeah. which I haven't seen either of those, but that that sort of thing. There's a little bit of everything. There's a little bit of 28 Days Later thrown in there. I think there's a nod to The Walking Dead when they have sure. a, a Winnebago at one point. And the basic, you know, post-apocalyptic. It got to be more towards the end. and um, yeah, but it was big in scale. I mean, we got to see, we got to travel the world with uh, Brad Pitt's character and try to hunt down you know, Patient Zero, as they call it. Yeah. And try to stop the zombie plague, but uh, yeah, it's all just sort of a plot element to get him going from one spot to another, and it it sort of reminded me of the shit movie um, 2012 by Ro- Roland Emmerich, where it was yeah. like a plane just. <laughs> Flying out of some place just as the shits hit. Yeah, the there were a couple scenes like that, which you know, you take your leave. But you know, well, and, I could leave. I could leave forced. it in Roland yeah. Emmerich's, yeah, but this but one, it, it moved here. right along. Yeah. They, they they did a good job of of I don't I you know maybe I have to read re listen to a reread World War Z, but I don't think they really did a, a lot of stuff that was flat out out of the book. But you know, just the. The general feel of it, and the the, the general I, I I like it because it re, one of my favorite parts of any zombie movie or post apocalyptic movie is usually the first twenty minutes when the world goes to shit. Yeah, and, it, and then they, the story develops. But this whole movie is just the world going to shit. Right, it's but just, they did that real well in how they just kind of saw one little view of, you know, civilization going to hell really quickly. Yes. Yeah, before things people even knew what was going on. Basically. Things can go, in the, in the world of World <laughs> War Z, things can go from everybody being alive and kicking to screaming chaos in a matter of seconds, twel- 12 really. seconds. Yeah, 12 it takes 12 seconds, seconds to, <laughs> to pass on this disease, so it goes really quickly. So, you know, you can see whole cities, you, you basically see New York City go from normal from Manhattan to go from normal to a police war zone yeah. all in one scene. And that first 20, 25 minutes, boy, it moves. Yeah. It's, it's on edge. It's tense. It slows down a little bit in the rest of the movie. But, but yeah, that's only because it slows down from just like 
fever pitch at the beginning. It so, was a very good pace because I mean yeah. they they took five six minutes to establish Brad Pitt's character's family and and just enough to make you care about him. Mm-hmm. I mean they did it well just enough. enough. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, shit got real after that real quick. Yes. <laughs> You know, no. All of a sudden, we're on a boat, and then we're flying to North, you know, South Korea, and then freaking Wales and Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a nice set piece. Yeah. The only thing that might bug me about the story is like the only thing that felt forced is like that some of these bigger events happened, you know, basically just as soon as Brad Pitt got there conveniently. But you know, you got to move the story along. Yeah, but. yeah. That's sort of like that's sort of what they had to do with the movie, but. That's hey, I I want to see that yeah, stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> even if they didn't have a character to move you through it, if they just <laughs> showed it to you, I'd be I'd be uh, psyched. I well, one thing I, I I had a thought at the beginning. They have a beginning of just sort of a montage. It's sort of very standard in in zombie movies these days. Mm-hmm. With you know, you see clips from television shows and stuff. I noticed that a lot of the clips were from like the morning show women shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they weren't the most flattering clips at no. all. So I wonder if those people like go see that movie and go, Oh yeah, they licensed a clip of us. Oh, that's yeah. me making a face <laughs> and looking drunk on you know, and <laughs> yeah, well. and it's sort of saying, Wow, look at these vapid humans with their with their you know, going about their daily lives. That's about all the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was it wasn't it wasn't forced either because I mean you caught news clips. It was one of the characters, you know, noticing it on the TV, basically, you know, and you weren't even sure what they weren't getting the whole story. And Brad Pitt figured they didn't really go into his character very deeply about like what he used to do for the UN. He was basically a UN specialist to go to hot zones for combat, I'm assuming, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of recruit him, and they almost hold his family hostage they like you know kind of like you want us to keep your family safe and you're going back to work for us to help us stop this thing yeah i like that <laughs> I, I like that when it gets to, to that point and that's what this you know it's just sort of the survival of the they're just sort of like look mm-hmm. everybody on this it's it was sort of like babe <laughs> you yeah. know yeah, the farmer gets milk from the cow you know what's he getting from you yeah. you know so there you go <laughs> didn't think of it in that context <laughs> Yeah, which makes sense because that's pretty much how things would would go. World War Z, a lot like Babe. Yeah, Chris Honeywell. Yeah, two, there two you freaks. go. Take your children. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, Zeke. That'll well, do. <laughs> you know, if you're going to take your kids to a zombie movie, this is probably the one to take them mm-hmm. to because it's PG-13. It's not really gory. It's got a little bit of blood, you know, splattered on the walls, and there's there's a couple thing uh, things harm that happens to humans. Yeah, and that that sort of they, they they show that briefly, but I, I like that. So you know, it's instead of seeing zombies just getting shredded. Although you do see a lot of zombies get taken just out, but it's down. in long shots yeah. with with machine guns. But they're mind you, they're machine gunning thousands of them yeah, at once. Yeah, they really shooting missiles into wow. crowds of zombies and yeah. stuff like that. Sometimes you think about the zombie apocalypse, you know. And if you're like old school Romero, like we are, you know, you think, well, that wouldn't be such a big deal. You just, you know, stock up on the guns and barricade yourself. And yeah, but uh, they really did a good job of showing what these guys thousands upon stop. thousands of undead people that want to just get to you would if they want to get to you, do. they're, gonna <laughs> they're get going to, you. to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. You. windows and doors and stuff and walls are not. And 
really much of a helicopters. Yeah, yeah. They don't really stop people who don't really care about physical pain or or damage or anything like no. that. No. So yeah, and you know, the, I mean, the the scene with the uh, zombies making the human or the zombie wall or ladder up the Jerusalem wall that looked combination of neat and cheesy in the trailer but yeah. I think it played out really well in the movie the way it, it, it made more sense in the movie and it yeah. actually was yeah. like a really tense scene I, 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 yeah it kind of makes you question the, the Israelis intelligence about how they were going about dealing with the crisis but well, they maybe were you don't let people celebrate too loud. They were dealing, yeah, they were, they were dealing with the crisis really well, but they weren't really paying attention to what what influenced the zombies, and that was their downfall. Yeah. There, but yeah, but I like that because it started out. I was like, oh, this is going to be an inspirational inspirational scene about how people are still able to. Yeah, they actually sing had and Arabs and Israelis getting together, together, but that singing was together. Yeah, that's their downfall. <laughs> <laughs> Let, oh, we're all together. We survived. Let's sing together. Finally, after thousands of years of conflict. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, yeah, that was a bad idea. For <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Like one time, his wife calls him, and it's a really bad idea. Yeah, there were some nice little humorous, kind of dark humorous moments. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I would, I would, I would recommend this movie. You're not going to see. You're not going to see a zombie movie in the vein of, say, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead or something with subtext about humanity right, and yeah. stuff. There's little commentaries here and there. It's mostly you know. about environmental. Is that like mm-hmm. the, our environmental shenanigans that caused this in this movie? Was the vibe I got? But yeah, they didn't even but hammer not that really. Too badly. Yeah, they just kind of skated the surface of it. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Every you know everything. It's basically just a thriller. It's basically just a chase and a solve a problem. It had a nice little twist, I thought, mm-hmm. and the twist was that. It wasn't kind of the conventional solution, right? That it starts out to you know they start out, you know, find patient zero and we'll find a vaccine for the zombies and, and not, it doesn't not go too much of a spoiler dire- to yeah, say it doesn't, it doesn't, go doesn't actually direction. go that way. Yeah, right. that's why I liked it. Well, that's sort of like uh, Andromeda Strain, where yeah. there was a little bit of the. So in this one, it was a little more pseudo scientific than Andromeda Strain because Michael Crichton likes to really like heavily rely on real science yeah. but this one used pseudo was pseudoscience but it makes sense in the in the it's it's not dumb dot you know dumb dumb science and it wasn't a cure-all i mean at the no. end of the movie they're basically like okay we've gained a little advantage but this shit's still going yeah. on and they had a nice montage going out of the movie showing the struggle continuing in many places with some actually yeah. humorous disaster porn like this yeah there's <laughs> And pretty alarming. Some alarming scenes, even for a PG-13. Just, uh... won't say any more than that, but the yeah. end montage is pretty cool. Yes. It's... Yeah, I would... I, it, was a, it was a good... Good matinee. A good fun... And one more thing I said on the other review that we <laughs> didn't have is that I went into the movie saying this might be the movie that, you know, I actually end up enjoying the most out of the ones I've seen... And it kind of is because I just was able to enjoy it. It wasn't on its own. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't have to compare it to any old properties or old comic books or anything like that. So. That's because because you, you haven't read. I, yeah. I well, I listened to World War Z, and so I, te- <laughs> I guess I technically have baggage 
for it, but I didn't really have expectations of it to be like that. So, right. So yeah. Um, you said it's good, maybe a good companion piece to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like sort of things that are happening in the same world as that as that um, book, and the book also had you know. If you've read the book, you, you you know how it plays out. It's it's written well. It's it's a history, so yeah. it's written after the zombies right. have been defeated, right. and and is like an oral history. So this one is just sort of like okay, how how that happened at the bottom line, and just in the framework of a ruthless ruthless pursuit. And maybe we get the book after this. You know, maybe it is Jerry Lane going around interviewing people. Basically, where the movie ends because yeah, that's pretty much the middle of the Maybe war. Maybe they can do it for the, the History Channel. Might as well do it there Ken Burns style. Yeah. All right, so there you go. World War Z. More than five minutes anyway. So there you go. Go see it. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our brand new website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at ForumForGeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, two True, True Freaks. Freaks. finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft. 
which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. <laughs> 